Welcome to another episode of the Underground Bunker Podcast. Once again, we're happy to check in with Vice Mayor Mark Bunker in Clearwater, Florida. How are you, Mark? I am doing great here in sparkling Clearwater. <laughs> got a big weekend coming up, right? Uh, well, yeah, we've got a big week uh, ahead of us. Uh, it's going to be on the 28th that we actually cut the ribbon to uh, open the revamped Coachman Park, which is beautiful. I, I got a tour of it again yesterday to see the progress and uh it's huge and and gorgeous and i think uh it's going to be a big hit uh and um and then uh, our first concert that night is going to be cheap trick um and on the fourth of july we're having a free concert with the florida symphony orchestra which will be followed by the biggest fireworks display ever in clearwater that's great. That's great. Well, I saw an aerial shot. Uh, I think Tracy McManus had included in her story of the new amphitheater and everything, and it just looked it looked like big city. You know, it looked like uh, the kind of thing you expect in a a happening town. You know, right? I heard uh, uh, one politician from another city say this is one of the three top uh, venues in the area it's like our river walk uh and uh, now this joins the rank of of those destination spots so that's nice so tracy mcmanus at the tampa bay times this week uh in order to sort of uh we call it in the we call it a curtain raiser in journalism just sort of like to set the table and get everyone thinking about things she did a deep background on science, uh, celeb- I mean, uh, Clearwater's journey to this point. And, of course, it's all about the presence of the Church of Scientology, which surreptitiously came in to Clearwater in 1975 and has owned a large part of downtown ever since. Uh, and once again, she reached out to the church for response, and we were not disappointed because Ben Shaw then fired off three letters that were just so over the top. But the reason I wanted to talk to you about it was, in particular, he singled you out. And I thought, you know, we should talk about that, maybe give you a chance to respond. Let's take a look at some of the things he said. First of all, I guess the basic dispute is that, you know, Tracy's describing how the city has struggled to to revive downtown despite Scientology's sort of reluctance or keeping keeping things from being developed. And Ben Shaw disputes that. He keeps talking about this great plan the church has, and in particular, these three properties on Cleveland Street that they're going to restore on their own without city money. And he keeps talking about how this is the greatest restoration of all time. And Tracy had looked into it and found that of those three properties, only one of them even has a construction permit. And I guess that's what really set him off. Can, can you f- help us understand, you know, what she's asking and how he's answering it there? What's what's the truth? Well, I, I mean, that is the truth. Uh, in fact, I was talking to our city manager about it recently as well. Uh, the fact that they they are promising to restore these three properties, but only one of them has been worked on at all. Uh, and I don't know how quickly the work is going. Um there was a lot of work needed to be done on this this first building they started on the entire back wall 
um, it was collapsing essentially, and they, they had to uh, get that uh, figured out. Um, if you look at the video that they produced for it, it's one of those beautifully produced Scientology videos that fits right in with uh, stuff that comes from the org. And I don't know why that would be the case because this is not Scientology related. Right. These are business people who own these buildings. Uh, anyway, they um, they've got the plans for these three buildings. And uh, so far we've seen primarily plans. Um, it, my, my favorite is the Woolworths. Uh, where, uh, as we talked about the, uh, in the last video, they are creating an ideal Woolworth, restoring the uh, original beautiful Woolworth sign uh, uh, above the uh, storefront. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it sure would be nice if they put something into those buildings and actually, well, it would be nice also if they'd allow me in. Right. <laughs> they have a business in there or a restaurant, it would be nice if I could go. Right. Well, it's, it, we will it, not have. It's interesting because uh, there's this way that Scientology presents its position, which is not like, okay, the city has some plans and we have other ideas, but then it's the gaslighting. It's like your whole premise is wrong. We have a complete plan for the city that's incredible. We're going to transform this place. You know, it's it, it's that whole idea that Tracy McManus and the Tampa Bay Times just can't see how great Scientology is for the town. And the people that have been there forever can tell you, look, the place is dead. Just go to look at some of the other cities around here and the kind of renewal they've had in downtown. That's what's so always so fun, I think, to see is Scientology's gaslighting where they're trying to convince people that they can't believe their own eyes. Well, listen, uh, I'm sure that uh, the designs that Miscavige had for all of the blocks around here, when he presented that uh, proposal back in 2017, I'm sure they look nice. He's going to put new facades on every single storefront, and he's going to bring in a steakhouse and a movie theater and nightclub, all these businesses. Um, somehow he hasn't done it yet, but the problem is, and this was, um, this was stated by the last council. If, uh, if you go back and read, uh, Tracy's original article about his plan, uh, the council at that point was saying, you know, we don't need a Scientology run downtown. Uh, and so there was not a lot of enthusiasm for it at the time. And that was and, even before you got there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it does uh, tickle me, and I'm sorry if I repeated this story over and over, but uh, when Miscavige got upset in 2017, he said, I'll wait for the next council. And then he got me. <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, according to Ben Shaw, he's not happy that I continue to bring well, up. Let's, right. Let's get to that. So in his letter, the first of his letters, uh, Ben Shaw is not just, you know, clearly, well, if it is Ben Shaw, right? I mean, it really sounds like it's David Miscavige writing under the name Ben Shaw. But um, he's, you know, very unhappy about Tracy's reporting and that they don't, that she doesn't simply parrot everything they tell her about their grand plans. But also what really bugs him is he says, 
you repeatedly quote Mark Bunker, knowing full well he is under a permanent injunction to stay away from the church and his prisoners and is prohibited by court ordered permanent injunction from harassing us. You want to, you want to, let's, let's talk about that. It comes up once in a while. Could you give a little background for some of our newer readers about sure. what this injunction is all about? Yeah. When I, I first moved here in 2000, I came here to work for the Lisa McPherson trust, which was a, a watchdog group of uh, primarily former Scientologists. And then me, uh, I was the video guy for, for the group. And um, we were trying to, help people who uh, needed some information about Scientology or needed a way to escape. We were there to help them. Um, and before I arrived, um, Bob Benton, who was the man who bankrolled the whole thing, and it was his baby, um, he got into a little altercation on the street, and uh, he had been pestered all day long by Scientology uh, uh, security guards. And he was trying to take a phone call late at night um, and walked away from the security guard. And the, the guard came uh, approaching him and Bob took his uh, protest sign and kind of pushed him away with it. And, and, and the guy spun around on the ground and collapsed and uh, they, uh, they pressed charges against him uh, and he had to stand trial. Um, and, you know, what, 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 yeah, he was found guilty of, of doing that, but it was just a tiny fine. But what the judge did do was uh, put an injunction in place so that Scientologists would have to stay away from us. We'd have to stay away from Scientology. There'd have to be 10 feet between us and uh, anyone who's working in concert with, uh, with either of our groups. Um, so uh, when I came to town, um, Scientology showed the judge video of me uh, uh, next to one of their Scientology buses, taking some video of people coming off the bus. Um, and they uh, were able to convince the judge that this is me breaking, breaking the injunction, even though the injunction specifically said it's for protesting. Right. And that uh, filming is perfectly fine. You can be anywhere you want when you're filmed. Well, uh, that one piece of uh, video uh, convinced the judge to put my name on there. Uh, and ultimately, there were 13 of us that were uh, named in this. Uh, and then when the LMT broke up by the end of 2001 and everybody left, I mean, the, the injunction should have ended then. I mean, it never should have been in existence to begin with because there was no danger, there was no threat. Uh, but Scientology continues to use this injunction to paint me as some violent criminal that uh, is dangerous to be around. And so uh, with Ben uh, reacting as vividly as he did in the letters this time, I made a tweet yesterday just to remind people that Ben Shaw and David Miscavige have an injunction. They have to stay 10 feet away from me. That's and right. <laughs> everybody knows it, uh, which is a phrase that Ben uses uh, repeatedly in these uh, letters. Right. He says, uh, he goes on to say, in ignorance of what the 11th Circuit already condemned as offensive to the First Amendment, 
you give a platform to a known bigot anti-Scientologist who was under a permanent injunction to not harass the church to give uninformed, hate-filled opinions, lies, about the church's <laughs> efforts to redevelop downtown Clearwater, including his unending stream of unfounded, vile, ad hominem attacks that serve no purpose but to sow disharmony and violence against our church. Woo! Wow, I, I'm, I'm a terrible person, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds really bad. Um, unfortunately, none of that is correct. Uh, granted, I do uh, talk about Scientology a lot in the meetings. I try to slip it in when I can. Uh, even surprising some of the staff how I can wedge Scientology into a, a particular item that may not really involve Scientology. Right. Um, but, you know, I think it's uh, important for us to uh, keep the pressure on. Um, and I'm always there. You know, I don't say that um, Scientology is one of the most reviled religions on the planet. I quote the, the uh, survey that showed that Scientology and the Church of Satan are tied at the bottom That's as right. far as public's opinion. You know, so, you know, it's nothing that I said. Um, and I think that's uh, worth pointing out that Ben Shaw and David Miscavige would love you to believe that Scientology is embraced with open arms in Clearwater and, and uh we are uh, nothing but good for the community. Uh, well, that, that's that's not the case. And I'm speaking for a lot of people here who are pretty fed up with the way Scientology behaves. Well, that's why I like the Coachman Park thing. It's like uh, you've said it before that the best way for the city to go ahead is to ignore Scientology and just create a thriving, wonderful place the citizens of Clearwater don't have to be part of some confrontation or anything. They just want to go see a show. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, when, when I'm downtown all the time, because city hall is right there downtown, uh, our office is right across the street from that first building that they're restoring slowly. Um, so I, I go down there all the time and have the meal and wander about and have fun. Uh, doesn't bother me. Scientology, you know, takes pictures of me from a great distance and then uses them against me if uh, they see me with somebody that they don't like. Um, but it's my right to uh, be out there. And, you know, for uh, for the average person here in Clearwater, there's nothing to be worried about. Come on down. Yeah, have, come a, on down. have a have dinner. It's not it's not creepy if you come down and actually uh, spend a little time down there, because you get adjusted to the fact that what, what we're really uneasy about is knowing how Scientology has behaved and continues to behave. But all of those decades of, uh, of history about the nasty things Scientology ha have done uh, makes people <laughs> feel creeped out when they first come down. I felt that way when I moved to town. It was like, oh, geez. And plus, I had PIs following me everywhere uh, and folks uh, taking uh, video and photos of me constantly. So it was a little creepy at first. But uh, once I, I moved here, it was like, OK, this is my downtown. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, speaking of filming, the next thing that uh, Ben Shaw went on a rant about was he's apparently, or Miscavige, is very apparently very offended that Tracy McManus keeps referring to Scientology TV as their streaming service. And he said, the church has a TV network, the Scientology network. The network can be seen on satellite, cable, and over-the-air broadcast uh, at Channel 62. I don't know. I guess this is some local channel you've got there that apparently they're broadcasting. It, uh, it could stuff. be, yeah. They're, they do uh, uh, buy time on uh, local stations that uh, by one of the um, there's sub uh, the channels right for the UHF channel so um, uh, so you can just pay to uh, run your stuff on there have you uh, ever attempted but, to watch the Scientology network mark well I haven't watched it over the air uh, because I don't have any you know TV antenna um, I have uh, watch their streaming service. I have seen some of their stuff online. Uh, there's an app on uh, on my iPad. If I wanted to, I could watch it right now. I don't want to, but uh, you know their streaming service works well. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's painful. I I remember when it first started. I think 2018, and. Uh, some some folks were like, we're gonna watch uh, we're gonna watch the twenty hours, the twenty four hours of the network and write about it. I was thinking, you're not gonna enjoy that. I mean, it's not even it's not it's not even like funny bad or like I mean, enjoy. You know, you, it, it's just unwatchable that stuff. Yeah, and and they did uh, when it started up. They did have big billboards out on US nineteen. Too. Oh, they did. Oh my God! You got to watch Scientology TV. Oh, it's on Channel sixty two. Yeah. Uh, and every once in a while, when things go bad, they'll put up the billboards again just to remind people: Look how wonderful we are. We have our own network, <laughs> yeah, a little streaming service. And they just keep showing that footage of Miscavige over and over. Yeah. That's the little intro he did uh, for the first ten minutes of the network's life in 2018 and they just you know keep showing him talking about if you haven't heard about us from us you haven't heard about us you know whatever his line is but anyway ben shaw wants us all to know it's a network so yep. uh it's, ben, it's not much network it's not much of a network so then in the uh the after that initial letter she apparently asked you, Tracy McManus apparently asked you for comment and she showed it to, you know, Scientology to get their response. And oh boy, Ben Shaw was so unhappy that you were consulted at all. And he made, I don't know if this is worth going into, but he made some kind of a thing about uh, Scientology had said that they're, um, that Scientology's never asked for a penny from the city, but then you raised an issue about a development on Chestnut? Yeah. Uh, actually, and it wasn't Tracy reaching out to me. When I read his first letter, oh. uh, he said uh, we, uh, neither the church or parishioners have ever asked for a penny 
uh, in subsidies. Uh, so I just responded uh, to Tracy and C.C. Benshaw uh, that, that, well, you know, that's not exactly true. Take a look at Ray Cassano and, and um, Mr. Imrani asking for $500,000. Um, and they, uh, they received the $500,000 without actually receiving it because they had a year to, to actually put in the, the plans and start the work going, and they didn't do that. So mm. we took the $5,000 uh, that, that was on the table and, and, and took it back. What, was um, that, what were they proposing? What was that project supposed to be? There, there is this amazing eyesore right on the main drag as you come back from the beach heading toward uh, US-19. Um, it's a building that's on the corner uh, of Myrtle and Chestnut, I believe. And uh, it, it's, it's such a decrepit building. It has been since I got here in 2000. It was an eyesore then. Uh, and apparently it's been in Scientologists' hands for decades. Mm -hmm. And the last person who's owned it, owned it was... Um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Minkoff and his wife. Okay. They have a family trust that, that owned it. And when Ray uh, Cassano asked for this money, a lot of people came out of the woodworks to say, hey, you know, I, I used to uh, uh, get trained there uh, uh, on how to be an auditor, or that's where I went to do OT3 or whatever, or, or, that's where Scientology stores all their crap. But for decades, Scientology has used it as uh, an official property of theirs, with I'm sure not paying any taxes or, or uh, referring to their involvement in the building at all. I don't know that for a fact, but I just know it's true. Um, so, uh, you know, this, this terrible, terrible, terrible eyesore uh, finally, after uh, close to three years now, they have started to tear it apart. And now it's kind of primarily a shell that supposedly they're going to do something with, but I doubt it. Uh, if they would just remove it completely, I think that would do a, a great uh, justice for, for the city. Is that uh, is that one of the locations they were thinking about for an L. Ron Hubbard Museum? No, no. Uh, it's the old uh, firehouse station that. Uh, oh, okay, right. To use uh, for, or probably still want to use for that. Um, but this uh, this building, um. It, it, it doesn't deserve to exist. <laughs> Certainly, it, it barely exists now. So if we can get rid of it, that would be, uh, that would be the best solution. But they, asked, but they asked for some city money to help them with that project, and then they didn't do anything with it? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't quite on the council then uh, when they came and asked for it, but I put up the, I sent a, a, the link to the video I put online I sent that to Tracy and to Ben. And if you watch it, it's really kind of remarkable because um, uh, Ray Cassano, who's uh, one of the upper level OTs here, who's uh, 
incredibly successful as a realtor because of course all the Scientologists come to the Scientologist realtors. Uh, so he is sweating up a storm as he's asking for the money. Uh, no. uh, and they wanted $500,000 to uh, turn this building into, I think it was like seven or 14 apartments uh, and then some retail on the bottom floor. Uh, but for $500,000, that number of apartments really is not... Um, a, a terrific uh, get. Um, you could do so much more with uh, with that money in a different place. Uh, plus, uh, they admit it when they're asking for the money that um, they don't have uh, space for parking spaces there. They're hoping that that the next door Walgreens will allow them to use some of their spaces. And Walgreens told them absolutely not. And they have not changed their opinion since then. Uh, so even with all of that, the, the uh, council approved the $500,000. Um, and the other thing that, that I found amazing uh, uh, from, that, uh, from that presentation is uh, Cassano apparently wanted to ask for $750,000. And Ray uh, and uh, Mr. Imrani said, "Settle down, five hundred." Uh, and and Ray is saying, yeah, "We don't need the money." Um, Mr. Imrani, he is very successful in Seattle. We can get all the money we want. Well, then why are you asking? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of uh, ridiculous for him to come and say, "Oh, we don't need this. We'll do this one way or the other." Okay, well, do it your way then with your money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's not what the council said, though. They said, okay, let's give them the money. Uh, and then, even though they said we can get all, we got all the money we need to do the project, they still haven't done anything with it in three years. Hmm. So I don't know. It's like you can't trust what a Scientology or a Scientologist says to you. It's just amazing. Well, you're a wog, Mark. They're not under any obligation to tell you the truth. That's true. Um, so let's see what else. Uh, oh. Oh, but the, you know, he was upset about the fact that I uh, reached out uh, to uh, another property in the CRA. Uh, and and Ben wrote back to Tracy, oh, what a liar this bunker is. I was talking <laughs> specifically about the Cleveland Street Alliance. Well, yeah, not necessarily. I mean, a few uh, paragraphs earlier, you were talking about the entire uh, district, the CRA district. And that's what I was referring to. Uh, so I think Ben was uh, just clutching at straws there to be able to denounce me. And really, how could you? I'm, I'm adorable. <laughs> I'm a well, national treasure, for God's sake. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, ultimately what Ben's complaint rests on again and again is this idea that the city is failing uh, this vision that the Urban Land Institute came out with in its, this 2014 report. But I remember at the time, Mark, that 
Scientology paid for that study, didn't they? With the Urban Land Institute? No, they didn't pay for that study. The city paid for the Urban Land Institute to come in. Uh, but Scientology at the same time paid um, university in the area. Oh, that's right. The university. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they they did uh, a big study for Scientology that showed what a benefit is to have Scientology in our downtown and how many jobs they bring and how many people come trooping through there and how much money it uh, brings. You, we don't see it. Right. There, there's been no indication. <laughs> that this is making our city boom. Um, and then I tried to do a uh, freedom of information request for all the background material on this. And they said, well, this was a privately paid study, so we don't have to give you anything. Mm -hmm. um, which uh, is nice that the only uh, evidence, the only documentation that they relied on to compile this report is what Scientology handed them. Look, look these are the people we bring in here. Right. These are the money, this is the money we raise. Okay, well, we'll just write that down and put that in a glossy brochure. Um, the Urban Land Institute um, did a pre presentation here uh, back in 2014. And uh, the, the, uh, representative from the ULI uh, made a big deal about saying that the most important thing is Scientology and the city have to work together closely. You have to be partners. Um, and and our mayor at the time, Mayor Criticus, was uh, all for that. He said, I'm going to go over and shake Ben Shaw's hand. <laughs> so uh, ultimately, though, nothing really came of it. The Urban Land Institute said, listen, all we did was re we read the, the 10 studies that you paid for in the past, and these are all good ideas, just do those. But you yeah. gotta work together with Scientology. And what Scientology does immediately is stab us in the back. Yeah. By sabotaging the, the moving of part of the marine aquarium to the downtown. And sabotaging the affordable housing pro project. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of partner are they? Yeah. You know, we're just uh, waiting to give them another opportunity to stab us in the back again. Right. Somebody has suggested, hey, listen, if Scientology doesn't want to put uh, businesses in these empty buildings, let's just get one of those shipping containers and put them in front of each building. <laughs> put a, a, a store or a restaurant in the container. Uh, I, I kind of like that. We don't have any room for that. I'm sure there'd be losses galore, but it's an appealing idea. Now, one thing that people bring up to me about this new uh, amphitheater and the, you know, the reopening of the park is that it's right there by the sandcastle. Yeah. Uh, have you heard any specific complaints from Miscavige or Ben Shaw about that, that they consider that some kind of a disruption or something and you know the, the sandcastle is one of these high level places where these wealthy scientologists come in for this really arcane upper level auditing you know they're paying hundreds of dollars an hour to have their body thetans removed and to go back millions of years so they need peace and quiet mark i don't know what you think you're doing with this big party place right next to it it's me 
I don't know. I don't know how that happened, that we moved it right across the street from them. Oh. It was in the middle of the park. And we said, let's put it right across the street from the sandcastle. Right. So no one will be sessionable when they come to town. Um, yeah, the only thing that, that I've heard Scientology say about it uh, was Ben Shaw mentioned it in one of these letters. He said, after all, we're, we're impacted. We're, we're right, right next to the amphitheater. Um, I don't know if they've been lodging complaints behind the scenes, and I just haven't heard about it, but I'm sure they're not not happy about the entire thing. Right. But I think we talked before that this North Marina development that they've been uh, using a ringer for, I think Mike yeah. Rinder suggested that possibly one reason why Scientology might be interested in that development a little farther north is maybe to move whatever operations they've got at the Sandcastle to that quieter area. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, we are we are in the situation now where uh, the staff, the city staff, had prepared uh, a, a document laying out what we want from that neighborhood, how we want to keep a neighborhood feel, and uh, we, no parking um, uh, on the main street. You have uh, uh, all parking will be in an alley behind the buildings and houses. Uh, we, we want to uh, make this a lovely uh, area to come through as you're coming into downtown. Um, and Rodney Riley came in with Scientology's plan saying, oh, we want to build skyscrapers and we want to put in, the, you know, the uh, Trish's uh, glass museum. We, we need this. Uh, so they can't, they can't live with... Um, what the city wants for the area. Uh, and we've told them that, and they said, well, uh, Rodney has apparently said, uh, is this or are we just go? Now the Marina District, this is a, a, a different issue entirely from uh, the downtown CRA. This is uh, the area that we put in with North Greenwood into the North Greenwood CRA because that's the area that's going to produce income. Uh, the money that uh, is raised, a certain amount of percentage of you know, taxes from uh, businesses and the CRA have to go back to the CRA to uh, fi uh, fix the blight in North Greenwood to take care of all the things we want to do in this distressed area. So if Rodney Riley decides, so. Uh, to take Scientology's advice and walk away with the project, then we're stuck with uh, lots that Scientology has paid four times the value for already. And somebody else is going to look at that and go, well, we can't make money with the, the prices uh, this steep. Uh, so it's another way they're screwing us over. Uh, it's kind of their way or, or, or the highway. Uh, which is uh, a sad thing to see. Have you heard from Riley I'm, since? You know, I can downtown. I'm used to that. But but for them to also uh, go and sabotage the the Greenwood CRA would be devastating. Yeah. Have you heard from Riley since uh, he was uh, outed as a Scientology ringer in the 
Tampa Bay Times? I haven't. No, uh, I I I knew that Tracy's article was coming out, and he asked to sit down with all the uh, council members uh, again before we uh, took some sort of vote on it. Um, and I said, listen, I, I met with him already. I don't need to meet with him again. But I did bump into him at City Hall um, with his uh, high-powered attorney, um, uh, the son of our current mayor, um, Brian Ox Jr. And uh, Jr. now is, is been appointed the head of the Disney pa uh, board that DeSantis put in place uh, to... Uh, uh, run Disney World, um, so he's busy. Yeah, uh, he's he's uh, one of the he's the go-to attorney in the city for any developers, essentially. So we deal with them all the time. Not a bad guy, um, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Did you just call him a bad guy? No, I said not a bad guy. Oh, not a bad guy. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I meant to say. He's a bad guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, just let the mayor know that I said his son, the attorney who <laughs> handles everything in the city, is a bad guy. That's not what I said. That's not what you said. Okay, but no. I, you know, I, I bumped into him. I used to see him when I was going through um, cardiac rehab after uh, some uh, sur surgery. I would see him working out every day as I'd go in for my rehab uh, and he'd be, you know, racing along at top speed on one of these treadmills. And I, you know, I was limping to the back room where I could sit and pull things. You know? so, uh, well, but he, you know, he's always been nice to me. Okay. Been nice to you. All right. Good. Um, well, I, I just I I'm sorry. I just love the way you get a rise out of Ben Shaw. I mean, uh, or 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 David Miscavige, more to the point. But uh, it's a hobby. Now, has Ben Shaw been invited to the party on Wednesday? Is it Wednesday? Is the day that you're opening? Uh, yeah, I think that's the twenty eighth. Um, I I don't know that uh, any Scientology dignitaries have been invited to be part of the festivities although i'm sure they're welcome to uh come and join in the fun uh they won't be cutting the ribbon with us okay that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. well i wish i could be there sounds like it's going to be fun yeah i i think it will be uh it's going to be exciting to to uh see this all in place see uh what uh what issues we're going to have to deal with with our first big concert. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some snafus and some things that, uh, that uh, we can build upon. Uh, but it is incredibly exciting to finally be to the stage where we've, we've got this project done and opened. Oh yeah. I mean, it seemed like it, things were impossible in Clearwater and it now feels like, no, things seem to be moving in the right direction and, and fact we also, in our last meeting we also decided on our new city hall too which was oh. that was a decision that took years to make um and 
one of the first things that I encountered when joining the council, uh, we had to vote on which of these three properties we wanted to put the city hall on. And I came in thinking, well, this is going to be easy. You know, I like this one. We'll, we'll decide on one and that'll be it. Um, but no, we ended up deciding on none of them. None of them became the answer. And that's why uh, this has been undone for years, because no one can make up their minds. Mm. Um, and I mean, it's one of the reasons why our mayor, uh, Mayor Hibbard, who I really like and admire, uh, he quit uh, because he, he wanted to put uh, City Hall and our, our library right there on the waterfront by the amphitheater. And, you know, the rest of us thought, well, that's a waste of this facility that can be turned into museum, performance space, things that things for the public, not offices for us. Yeah. Um, but he was uh, going around saying it's a 90 million dollar project. Well, we, we settled on a design and it's uh, 31 million dollars for uh, the uh, the city hall which is what we had set aside since 2017 when we left the old city hall. Mm. So that's been sitting there waiting for us to make our decision. And we finally done that. We're gonna spend an extra 14 million to fix up the uh, uh, municipal services building, which has, uh, you know, we can get a, a, a few more decades out of that uh, by patching it up. Um, so we're, we're incredibly excited on the council to have made progress there. Yeah. So things are happening. Um, even though I think some people get the idea that there's nothing but chaos uh, going on right now. Um, actually, uh, we're rolling along fine. That's great. That's great. Well, I, uh, I, I always think that when you see a letter like Ben Shaw's, it's just an indication that, you you know Mark Bunker must be doing something right, otherwise they wouldn't be squealing. It makes my heart sing. <laughs> All right. Well, last time last time we talked, you told me that Mike Rinder was doing a little better with these initial uh, treatments, and last in this week, um, Mike and Christy Colbrand went on YouTube. First time we've seen Mike since the announcement. He looked great. He was talking about how he's responding to treatment. He's getting a little better. Uh, and uh, that Christie's really fighting for him to get everything he needs from the medical, you know, you know, our terrible medical system and the terrible insurance and all that. So she's fighting for all that. And uh, he was emotional. He was really uh, grateful for all the support he's had. <clears throat> so uh, you're right. He's doing better and he's, uh, you know, um, feeling better. So uh, I don't know. Did you get a chance to see that uh, message from him? I did. Yeah, it, it was touching. It was good to good to see him. Uh, and it's not surprising at all uh, the problems he's having with the uh, insurance companies and the health system. It's just so screwed up here. Doesn't have to be this way, but we make it so difficult. Yeah. Well, by the way. Uh, uh, the attorney that I was just talking about, uh, the son of our mayor, right? 
he contacted me when I put out uh, the video saying that Mike was sick. And he said, my law partner, his son is one of the top specialists in the country for what Mike is going through. And I'd be happy to make a connection if you'd like. So, I mean, he's a nice guy. Um, I, I passed that along to Mike, but I think Mike's, you know, got this team that he's uh, happy with right now. Um, yeah, it sounds, like nice he's, it sounds like he's got a good team. And, of course, he's got Christy. She's, you know, come on, yeah. Christy Colbrand. She's awesome. So, um, yeah. you know, some, some hopeful news. And uh, we're just going to keep rooting for him. Yes. He's going to make it. Yeah, yeah. And the three of us are going to enjoy a concert at Coachman Park, okay? Yes. The postulates are are soaring through the air right now. All right, we're going to make that I only happen. wish the network to broadcast those postulates. <laughs> we'll have to live with our streaming service. Oh, uh. Yeah, Freedom Freedom Magazine Television. Where where is Freedom Magazine Television? They should do a whole special on us uh, going for a concert at Coachman Park. I think this is the very first time, though, that Ben's reference to me in his letter. I think this is the very first time they've actually said something about me um, in writing. I expected my issue of Freedom Magazine a month after I was elected. <laughs> Especially since they keep doing these record requests. I thought, well, they must be digging up plenty of stuff to use against me. Are they still doing that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, in fact, I have one I have to finish up now. Oh. Uh, this is why yeah. I call this is why I call you instead of emailing you, you know. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's it, it's been um it's been expressed to me that uh, only things that we uh, will be voting on on the council have to be turned over. Oh, okay. so something unrelated to anything that's going to come before the council. All right. Well, maybe maybe I can safely email you that. I mean, I you know, I know what I should do is send you an email about something and then add a line about you know Ben Shaw wears his grandmother's boots or something. You know, just to have some fun, but I, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't like the idea of my emails getting sent to them, so I don't send them. Well, poor Ben. I know. <sighs> I mean, it, I, you know, granted, we, we are all getting up there in years, but um, uh, he looks particularly sad without his mustache. I can't get over <laughs> this uh, gray-haired uh, lack of mustache, Ben. That's not uh. the Ben I'm well, I hope someone snaps a picture. We could use some art on that. And okay. uh, But uh, Mark Bunker, thank you once again for bringing us up to date on what's happening in Clearwater. I can't wait to see photos of you at the big party. And uh, I can't wait to hear about that uh, in a future podcast, okay? All right. This All is right. Clearwater in 2022, 23, 24, 25. Yeah, don't come last year. Don't come last year. <laughs> Every year. Come from now on, make it a regular holiday trip to Clearwater. Absolutely. Visit Clearwater, everybody. All right. Thank you very much, Mark. Bye.
Again, again. 